Okay, so guys, we're looking at John 4. Um, if you have a church Bible, it's on page 888. Triple eight. Okay, so um, for those who are here on Sunday, we, we looked at this passage on Sunday. Um, at least you had some time to talk about it in your groups. Um, so you might be familiar with the story, but I'm gonna I'm gonna read a short portion of this passage, um, pray for us, and then uh, kind of get into it. So let's read from verses um, seven. Okay, um, let let me read for us. We'll read till I'll let you know where we're stopping. Cool. If you at verse 7 say, I'm there. Okay, cool. Let's go. Uh, A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? The Jews, for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink. You, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us this well and drank from it himself as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I I will not be thirsty or have to come to draw water. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Uh, for this time you've blessed us with. I pray that you, um, as you've been with us by your Holy Spirit, that you may be with us now. Help our hearts to to open up um, and to to hear you speak to us. Pray, Father, that you would, uh, yeah, speak to the to the core of who we are. Um, as outcasts um, at some level, all of us sitting here um, want to feel a sense of belonging. And I pray, Father, that you may may really help us realize uh, that true belonging um, happens when we belong to you, Lord. And I pray that it may be something true of us as we leave today. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Cool. So we're still going through our series uh, looking at Jesus' abandoned love uh, towards the outcast, right? Uh, we've said this a couple of times. Gareth spoke about it as well uh, to an extent last week. Just how all of us at some level feel like outcasts, right? Um, don't have to embarrass you and ask you to raise your hand, but we can all identify, right? Whether it's at home, you feel like you don't belong, at school, with a group of friends, uh, you're with your extended family, you're the weird cousin um, that nobody wants to introduce to anyone else, whatever it is, right? Uh, and some Different levels. At some point, we do feel a sense of not belonging and feeling, feeling like outcasts, right? So, so this woman that Jesus speaks to here, I mean, she's described herself, and she's she said she's a Samaritan woman, and and she's a woman, um, and and gives 
gives information about why Jesus is not supposed to be speaking to her, let alone asking for water from her. Um, and so she describes things that, that uh, tell us about Samaritans, you know, and how they were the, again, the, the ugly cousin that nobody wants to introduce to. Uh, to 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 the Jews, and and they would have they would have not felt like they belong, um, and and in this culture, women were obviously not considered as super important as men uh, in terms of in terms of their their social standing. And here Jesus comes, speaks to this woman. Later on, we find out that this chick is a busy chick, right? She's everywhere, um, and Jesus is Rabbi, holy man. So what does what does Jesus have to do with her? Why is Jesus speaking to her? Again, just the abundant love that Jesus has uh, for outcasts uh, like like this chick. Right? Uh, I preached from this passage a while back, and it was just weird calling her the Samaritan woman. Right? But uh, I gave her a name, uh, Sister Petina. So we'll, we'll call her Sister Petina as well today. Right? Uh, Sister Petina is a very busy woman. Right? Um, so 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 we see Jesus chatting with Sister Petina here. Right? Um, the past, the, the, the section I read, um, we see Jesus going to the well. Uh, a couple of verses before that, that tells us that Jesus was, was tired. He was going back, uh, to, um, uh, Judea and, uh, rather to Galilee. He was going to Galilee and he passed through Samaria and he's super tired. His boys had gone to town to get some food and he, he wants some water. And, and this is where this interaction is happening. Just at the gate, right? Jesus is talking to this woman about water, um, but it's really not about the water, right? So Jesus uses the water as an illustration to point to something deeper. Again, something that all of us sitting here um, can identify with wanting at a, at a, at a, at a certain level. Um, but, but the water that Jesus is speaking about is, is new life. It's the Holy Spirit in us that gives us true joy, that gives us uh, true satisfaction, that, that really quenches all the thirsts that we experience in our soul. Nothing else can satisfy us, right? Uh, Sprite lied to us a couple of years ago and said that they satisfy our thirst temporarily, right? But the true satisfaction comes from having a life with Jesus and having the Holy Spirit. So so that's the, the punchline. There it is, right? If, if you have a life in Christ, you, you will have true belonging. If you have a life in Christ, you'll have true satisfaction. Uh, does it mean that the troubles of this world go away? Does it mean that when you get to school, people are not going to look at you like a weirdo? No, um, it doesn't mean that. But what it means is that in those moments... Uh, you, you'll go back to, to your true identity, who Jesus has made you to be, um, and, 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 and realize that doesn't matter what happens on the external. Um, your true identity, if it's found in Jesus, remains. Um, you're, not, you're not less worthy because you don't have the latest shoes. You're not less worthy because you're not dating the hardest guy. Whatever makes you stand out from the clique, right? Uh, what makes you you, what gives you worth and value, is, again, belonging to Jesus. Um, but this woman, Jesus wants her to get that, but she kind of puts up a bunch of walls, which is what I think we do. Um, sometimes very intentionally, but if you've ever felt like an outcast, I would suspect that you're probably trying to defend yourself. Um, and Jesus gets that, and we'll see that now. But she kind of gives a couple of excuses that that's where we'll, we'll spend the rest of our time together. Um, Jesus is trying to get to her heart and show her that you actually need a new life and you're not going to be satisfied anywhere else. Uh, but she's just like wall after wall. I don't want this thing that you're offering me, Jesus. 
Um, so look at verses 7 till 12. Um, I titled that the heritage excuse. All my points start with an H if you're taking notes. Um, but she kind of uses her heritage as an excuse or a wall. Um, let's, let's read verses uh, 7 till 12. Listen to what it says. Again, a woman from um, Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. Uh, for his disciples had gone into town. The Samaritan woman again said to Jesus, um, uh, you are a Jew. Uh, what, uh, how, how do you ask a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? Jesus, uh, the Jews rather have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to her, sir, um, you have nothing to draw the water with and the well is deep. Where do you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us this well and drank from it himself uh, and did, and so did his sons and his livestock. Right. So, so, so Jesus again is is saying to this woman, um, I, I have, I have true life. I, I want to give you uh, what is true life. But then she she doesn't get it right at this point, and then says to Jesus, Well, who who the hell do you think you are? Right. Um, puts up a wall. Who you you actually think that you're greater? You're not greater than than our father Jacob. Right. He's the one who gave us this well. Again, his sons drank from this well. His livestock drank from this well. First time I read this, I thought it was weird. I'm like, she's even so proud that some donkeys kissed this well. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, even Jacob's donkeys drank from this, bro. Who, who the hell are you? Who do you think you are? You can't even be greater than Jacob's donkeys, right? Um, and, and, and this could, could be us again, right? Jesus comes to you, promises you to give, to give you rather true life. Welcomes you into his family, into his kingdom, um, but you you would make an excuse um, based on how how you've grown up and what you've what where you've lived, um, you know. So so here's Jesus appealing to you. I I know you're not cast. I know that uh, you feel like you don't belong. You can only find true life in me, nowhere else in the world. Right? Uh, come to me. Give your life to me. Look at what I've done for you on that cross. Um, and surrender wholeheartedly, become a disciple. Well, Jesus, that's not how I grew up. Right? Um, my parents or grandparents don't believe in this church stuff. Uh, that's that's not us. Who who the hell are you? Right? You you can never be greater than my ancestors. You can never be greater than the money that my parents make. Um, look 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 at our lineage. Look at our heritage. Look at the wealth that we've built. Who the hell are you um, to come think that you could give me what true life is? Right? What my parents have told me how I've been raised, where I'm from. That's, that's where I can find true life. I might not belong here in the school, but I have better belonging somewhere else. Right? Um, and I can find satisfaction somewhere else. That could be us sitting here this evening. As Jesus is appealing to you, he knows your heart. He knows where you truly are. But you put up a wall and you think how you've been raised and what you've been holding on to is probably better than what Jesus is offering. Um, but Jesus doesn't stop there. He's very persistent. Look at verses 15, uh, rather 13 till 15. Jesus goes to the heart of the outcast. Uh, verses 13 till 15, I'll read it for us. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty and have to come here to draw water. 
right? Um, so again, this woman is still thinking Jesus is speaking about actual water. At first, she didn't want what Jesus was offering her. Uh, but here, she jumps at the opportunity. So you have this water that, that causes people to never be thirsty again. Yo, give, give me that water, right? Um, uh, while we were doing this um, Bible study a couple of weeks ago with the, with the leaders, right? Um, there's something that's not, I mean, it's, it's hinted at in this passage, but in verses 6, um, John tells us what time of the day it was, and he says it's the sixth hour. So, so that, that's probably 12 o'clock, uh, the sun is up, it's hot, right? So nobody goes to the well at that point, because it's hot, right? Um, and, and from where, at least other commentators say, from where this well is and where this chick stayed was a, was a, a very far place, right? So she had to walk quite a distance to get this water. So much so that after she gets the water and goes back home, just because of how hot it is, like the water would have, some of it would have evaporated, right? And, and she'd have to go back again, um, to kind of fill up the bucket that, that she, she took at first. So it was, it was quite a journey for her. So now if, if you're going to give me water, that's never going to make me thirsty again. Like that's just going to quench my thirst. I'm taking it. I don't want to walk, right? And plus, she's coming to the well at 12. She's hiding in plain sight. Nobody's at the well. Again, Sister Bettina is quite busy. She doesn't want other people to see her, right? Um, so she goes to the well where she can be there alone to get the water. Right? And, and, and that's really the heart of, of the outcast. She, she's hiding in plain sight, right? Um, and most of us feel like that, right? We, we're at school, but we... Again, put up walls to hide ourselves in plain sight. Um, during class, during break, there's just no corner you can hide in. Uh, but there's, there's ways in which we behave, things that we say, again, just to, to hide from people. Uh, whatever it is that we're going through, stuff might be tough at home. Whatever the case is, right? Whatever's making you feel like you don't belong. Um, you can relate to Sister Bettina to, to some extent. Um, and, and here Jesus says, I'll give you water that will quench your thirst permanently. And she jumps at it because she's tired of hiding. She's tired of coming to the well, um, where, where, when nobody is there. Um, and so, and so she, she, she jumps at, at, at the, at the opportunity. Um, and, and again, we can relate to some extent. We would jump at that opportunity if somebody would, would promise us to take that feeling of anxiety away from us. Um, you know, if, whatever it is that you're feeling. At this point, I can take it away. I can make you feel feel amazing. You, you, you jump at that, right? Um, and so we see Sister Bettina doing that because she, she was a lonely person, right? Uh, never fitting in, never feeling like anyone uh, gets her. And again, super shame, shame, shameful because of how she's lived her life. Um, verses 16 uh, till 24. How much time do we have, Max? <laughs> cool. All right. Verses uh, 16 to 24. Uh, listen to what Jesus says um, after she's jumped at the opportunity. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying you have no husband, for you have five husbands, and the one that you have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Um, 
And uh, Jesus said, said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews, and the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. And God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Right, so there's a bunch of things that are happening there, but as soon as she jumps at the opportunity, Jesus then says, cool, now we can have an honest conversation, right? Um, you actually have sin in your life, um, and, and, and that's why I'm here. We need to deal with that sin, right? Um, and again, at some level, you might feel like, yeah, you're not cast because people are doing stuff around me. I'm the one who's being neglected. And that's fair and that's true. But ultimately, the world is the way it is. We feel the way we feel. Because it's a, it's a very sinful place. Um, and it's sinful because you here, I'm here, right? And we add on to the chaos and the, and the confusion and the corruption of this world by our own sin. Um, and, and so Jesus wants to rescue us from our sin, right? Um, and, and, and once he does that, he, he, he restores a relationship that was broken from the time we were born, right? Relationship between us and him. And from that, he fixes other relationships, uh, that we have with other people. Um, and so, and so Jesus goes straight for, for heart, right? Um, the reason why you keep, the reason why you're thirsty, rather, um, it's because there's the sin in your life and you keep on going to now five husbands, right? And the one that you're with is not yours because you think they'll satisfy your soul. You think the more you go back, you'll be satisfied, but that's not going to satisfy you, right? And then she jumps into an excuse, um, where she's like, well, listen, ignores Jesus. Well, listen, we worship on this mountain and says all that stuff again shifting the attention, shifting the focus, putting up another wall. And Jesus then goes straight for her heart and actually tells her, listen, God is looking for true worshipers, people who will, who will worship him in spirit and truth. Uh, people who will not put up walls, people who will go to him naked, exposed, and say, here I am, I'd wholeheartedly take all of me. I want to give you all of me, Jesus. I want to give you uh, all of me, God. Um, and that's the worshipers that God is looking for. And that's, that's the outcast that God is calling, right? Um, as, as you feel the way you feel, uh, God is saying, oh, co- come to me, right? Don't hide any of that stuff. Come to me uh, as, as you are, with all your gunk, with all your junk, all the stuff that you're hiding that you don't want people to see, all the stuff that you think, uh, is, is making you feel isolated because it's quirky, it's weird. Yo, come to me with all of that stuff, right? Come to me, worship me in spirit and in truth. Don't, don't hide any of that stuff. Come as you are. That's, that's who I'm looking for. That's, that's what I want. Uh, people who will be truthfully uh, exposed and bare and surrender wholeheartedly before me. So come as you are. Right? Because uh, we, we don't have a lot of time, but, but in verses 25 till 26, uh, this woman then again puts up a wall and says to Jesus, well, I get what you're saying, but but we're waiting for this guy called the Messiah, and he's going to come and tell us all the stuff that I think you're trying to get at, right? And then Jesus throws the punchline, well, I'm here. This is me, right? And that's how you might be feeling. Over the weeks that we've been preaching, even now as I'm preaching, Jesus is pressing the knife even deeper in your own heart to, to say, yo, listen, let's quit putting up all the walls. Uh, let's quit making excuses. 
come to me as you are. And you're like, well, I'll wait till the end. Like, I'm only 15, right? Um, I'll wait till I'm 40 or I'm about to die, whatever the, the case is. Then maybe I'll consider all the stuff, right? Uh, maybe then I'll meet the true God. Maybe then I'll have an honest conversation with Jesus. And Jesus, by his Holy Spirit, as his word has been open, is saying to you, mic drop, I'm here now, right? Not next week, not tomorrow. You're here now. You could have been at home playing PlayStation. You're here now. You could have been home, whatever, watching Netflix. You're here now, right? So, so don't put up the walls. Surrender now, right? Come to me now in, in spirit and truth. Give your life to me now, not, not tomorrow, right? Um, we've said this a hundred of times. It's not a scare tactic. It's just the truth. You don't know what's going to happen when you get in that car. In fact, you don't know what's going to happen when you get out of the door now, right? Mr. Frost is standing there. He might be ready to strangle you. I don't know, right? Um, just saying. We don't know what's going to happen when we get out. Might strangle James. We don't know, right? Abraham did it to Isaac. He was ready to kill him. Um, so we don't know, right? All we know is what we know now. What's in your heart, all the walls you put up in your heart now. And Jesus is saying to you, yo, there's no excuse. Right? Don't hold on to what you've believed in because that's how you were raised. Um, and yo, my parents will, will have my back till I die. No, that's not true. Right? Um, don't, don't put up any of the walls to think, well, Jesus, well, I, I, I know, I know, I know better. Um, and, and, and I can do this thing my, myself. Yo. Just drop the walls. Take him now. Right? He's here by his Holy Spirit through his word and is calling you. Will you be an outcast for Jesus? Right? Will you be a true worshiper for him? Again, it's not going to change how people look at you tomorrow. But it will change your eternity. It will change your standing with him. I'm going to pray for us. Um, and I hope that you will consider these things. Um, see how Jesus calls you to himself and he's proven it by how he hung for you on that cross. Um, so as we, as we pray, think about these things in your heart. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this time. Thank you um, that, Lord, regardless of how many excuses we put up, Lord, you still break those, Lord. might be weird to thank you for that, but, but because it is good for our souls. Um, Lord, you... You're not just calling us uh, to blindly follow you, Lord, but you've, you've proven yourself uh, throughout eternity past, Lord. You've proven yourself in our time, um, um, in our time zone, Lord. You've proven yourself uh, to us now. Uh, and, Lord, there's just no reason for us, Lord, to put up walls. I pray, Father, for, for somebody who's sitting here today, Lord, who who just feels like they don't belong, who feels um, like nobody gets them, who feels anxious, um, that, Lord, uh, you would reveal to yourself, to, to them, and be, and be the realest thing, um, realer than their emotions, realer than their, um, just the, the loneliness that they feel, um, and that, Lord, you would, you would really uh, just... Yeah, take center stage in their lives and comfort them in a special way as you draw them to yourself. Uh, Lord, I pray that this may be a night that, that some of us will look back to and say, that's, yeah, that's when, I, that's when I gave my life to you, Jesus, and everything changed in me, and it changed how I lived. Um, 
and it definitely changed my eternity. So I thank you, Lord, um, just for this time that we've had together. And I pray that you may do all these things for us um, with the power of your Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.